Welcome to Banned by the Corporation. I'm David Davis, and you join me for this, the second stroll through the archive, exploring the stories behind the tracks and the reasons the BBC didn't want you to hear them. We listened in the last episode to some of the songs from the 30s and 40s that came under the glare of the BBC's Dance Music Policy Commission, a group who took their righteous role shaping the country's morals extremely seriously. It was they who decided what we heard. It was they who decided whether or not George Formby was referring to his dinkle when he sang With me little stick of black rock Along the promenade I stroll It may be sticky but I never complain It's nice to have a nibble at it now and again For the record, it clearly was. If the Commission thought they'd had a tough time in the early days, the 50s would prove even tougher. It was a decade when even the biggest names in music were banned by the BBC. Johnny Cash found them unprepared to play this. You ask me if I'll get along, I guess I will, some way. I don't like it, but I guess things happen that way. God gave me that girl to leave. Blimey, if the BBC were worried that Cash's solemn, deep-voiced, sad delivery of a man's lament when his wife had left him in 1958, we can only imagine what the Commission would have made of his cover of Hurt. As discussed last time, the BBC had an issue with any music which hinted at sex or drugs, but they also deemed that any song that appeared to mock religion was unsuitable. Humour and God did not mix, it seemed, as the brilliant Spike Jones found out in 1953 when this wonderful mess found itself banned. You trip down the aisle, fell flat on your... <laughs> Smile... Your father was lauded to <laughs> What a mess. <clears throat> the original song was okay with the Beeb. That was a love song from 1952 by Jesse May Robinson. It told of a female sat in the pews watching the wedding of an ex who it's clear she was still in love with. However, when Spike and his orchestra changed the meaning to a wedding falling apart because of various members of the party being extremely drunk, the corporation felt it was a step too far. In fact, so important was the Commission's stance on all things sacred that any song with even the slightest hint of religious undertones, well, it had to be passed by a second listen by the head of religious broadcasting. In 1954, Don Cornell fell victim to the HRB when he sang this... kingdom of heaven so this is the sweet promised land while angels tell of love don't break the spell of love hold my hand so this is the garden of Eden 
In dreams It was never so grand Let's never leave again Adam and Eve again Hold my hand The head of religious broadcasting felt it was inappropriate that Don had tried to compare his relationship with his girlfriend with that of the Kingdom of Heaven and the Garden of Eden. Cornell was quick to send a copy of the song to the Archbishop of Canterbury, who sadly claimed he didn't have the time to listen to it. However, despite the Beeb's ban, it still, obviously, went to number one in the charts. As a result of the HRB, it wasn't just parodies that were shunned by Auntie Beeb. Classics such as Crying in the Chapel and Sinatra's Light a Candle in the Chapel were shut out because they were using popular music to talk about religious ideas. And if they felt that you couldn't sing about the man upstairs, you would certainly not be allowed to warble on about his redder, warmer nemesis down below, such as Eartha Kitt tried to in this band, I Wanna Be Evil. Prim and proper. The girl who's never been kissed But I'm tired of being pure And a nut Chase Like something that seeks its level I wanna go to the devil I wanna be evil I wanna spit tax I wanna be evil And cheat at jacks I wanna be wicked I wanna tell lies I wanna be mean and throw my pies I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste I want to see some dissipation in my face I want to be evil, I want to be mad But more than that, I want to be bad Much associated with the feline vocals of film, stage and TV star Eartha Kitt, I Wanna Be Evil was struck off the playlist by the Male Heavy Commission for not only the line, I wanna go to the devil, but also for presenting the idea of a woman in charge and choosing to be the worst person she possibly could be. Even Elvis Presley was halted by the HRB when he tried to get this hard-headed woman onto the playlist. Well, a hard-headed woman, a soft-hearted man Been in the cause of trouble ever since the world began Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. and the church of one Yep, even the king couldn't argue that that didn't contain slightly religious overtones. As we came out of the war, the world had begun to change, and music was the catalyst. Gone was the stiff upper lip, and in came the stiff brill-creamed quiff. That's right, the moral compass was set a-spinning by rock and roll. The first issue documented between rock and roll and the commission is when a ruling was brought in that no upbeat covers of classical music should ever be allowed. Or as they described it, there should be no mutilation of the classics. This ruling meant that the most innocent family-friendly acts found themselves on the naughty list for trying to reinterpret the old standards. 
such as those crazy anarchists, the Beverly Sisters, in 1958. They caused riots in the streets with this. I walked one day beneath the summer sky And my heart was young But alone was I He came along And I fancied I heard The beautiful music of green sleep If that doesn't make you want to run into the streets and punch a milkman, you're a stronger man than me. And if they worried about them, Gordon knows what they thought about this. An upbeat cover of an old Liverpool folk song. About prostitutes. Why do they all know Maggie? Why do they love her so? No Judy holds a candle up to her and mister if you've missed darling maggie off your list you're not half the man i thought you were oh maggie maggie may now they're taking her away how can liverpool be what it was before some rotten homeward founder has got his trip around her and she'll never walk down lime street anymore well we do know what they thought they banned it. That was the wonderful Judy Garland with a version of Maggie May, which was written, incidentally, by Lionel Bart, who would later be the man behind the musical Oliver. Rock and roll worried the BBC. They were confused by this teen-led culture, which seemed like an alien concept to the start shirts of the most British of corporations. It started to panic. Unfortunately, songs began to be banned because they were deemed to be lowering the standards and presenting vulgarity. When in fact, unfortunately, the BBC were just left confused by the Americanisms that were in the records that were popular at the time. For example, when the Coasters sang this in Charlie Brown... The Commission freaked out. They deemed spitball to be a disgusting, delinquent word. They were in fact singing about a pea shooter, the same thing Dennis the Menace was using on the front page of the Beano every week in the UK. Humour seemed to be a real problem for the BBC. At this point, in particular, satire. A huge satirical boom was hitting the UK at this time, thanks to the likes of David Frost, Peter Cook and others, but the satirical song worried the commission. What was popular with the public, much like with the cheeky music hall acts of the 20s and 30s, was once again being ignored and pushed to one side by the Beeb. One particularly amazing popular satirical artist saw 10 of the 12 tracks on one of his albums banned by the BBC. This incredible guy was Tom Learer, who will play us out at the end of this episode. This was indeed a confusing decade for the old Beeb, and it wasn't going to get any easier as we moved into the crazy psychedelic 1960s, which we'll look at in the next episode. I've been David Davis, and join me next time for a look at more songs banned by the corporation. 
I love my friends and they love me. We're just as close as we can be. And just because we really care, whatever we get, we share. I got it from Agnes. She got it from Jim. We all agree it must have been Louise who gave it to him. Now she got it from Harry, who got it from Marie. And everybody knows that Marie got it from me. Giles got it from Daphne. She got it from Joan, who picked it up in County Cork, a kiss in the Blarney Stone. Pierre gave it to Sheila, who must have brought it there. He got it from Francois and Jacques. Aha! Lucky Pierre. Max got it from Edith, who gets it every spring. She got it from her daddy, who just gives her everything. She then gave it to Daniel, whose spaniel has it now. Our dentist even got it, and we're still wondering how. Ah, but I got it from Agnes, or maybe it was Sue, or Millie, or Billy, or Jilly, or Willie. It doesn't matter who. It might have been at the pub, or at the club, or in the loo. And if you will be my friend, then I might, mind you, I said might. 